Welcome to another edition of the Telling On Myself podcast. Where we tell it all. But we ain't doing no snitching. Do not forget to comment, like, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you are one of our actual audio listeners, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, make sure that you rate us. You don't want to do nothing else. Just subscribe. Everybody can't come. They can't. Tell me some more. What's up? Some more. What's up? Everybody can't come. What does that even mean? That means a whole lot of things. But I think the main thing it is for me is that... We like, especially as like black people and people of color, we like to, when we're starting something new and like we're seeing some success, we want to like look at the people around us and we want to bring them up with us. And I think that especially because they say like, especially for black people, they'll say, oh, you know, black people are the type where they won't like once they get in the room, like they won't extend the hand down or whatever. So now I feel like more and more people are trying to, you know, extend the hand down. But the issue with that is, not everybody can come. Everybody can't come. And the reason why I say that is, is because one, we try to like create positions for people that aren't already doing the thing. And we're trying to make it like, like, let's say like I'm in real estate and I have a friend who's never done real estate in her life, but she's one of my close friends. So I really want her to come up with me. So I create a position for her or I create something for her to do. She doesn't have a lot of expertise or maybe even have the um, the interest to do this. But yet, you know, she wants to come up because it's whatever. And then you start seeing all kinds of issues, productivity issues, uh, things falling through the cracks and a slew of issues. And then at one, it creates um, tension between the relationship that you have with that person or it just like creates issues in your business or it leaves a bad taste in someone else's mouth and now it's your reputation because of somebody that you tried to like extend the hand down. So I would say that it's better to have like we can still look for people that look like us to be in the the things that we're that we're um, diving into and wanting to bring people up with us. But we should probably look at people that are already kind of doing the thing that we're doing, or the a person that would fit that bill way better than trying to force one of our family members or close friends just for the mere fact of like, oh well, like I just want to bring my people up with me, kind of thing. Have you ever had a situation where you try to like bring somebody up with you and then it didn't work out, or? Oh yeah, yeah. Several, um, yeah. It all it almost it almost made me resent my own people, mm. uh, people who look like me, color folks. Uh, yeah, because but before I jumped the gun though, I had to realize after I did a little introspection, I was like, dang, it it, it really was on me. I really kind of set myself up for the okie doke because now what I've learned is that. It's not enough for me to be in the beginning stages of, let's just say, success or or trying to establish success or start a business or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not enough for me to be in the beginning stages of starting something and trying to be the one to to pull my people up to, like, help me out and stuff at that point. Um, I've realized that it, it would be more advantageous for me. Let's just say if I was starting a business, it would be more advantageous for me to. Uh, highlight like other current business owners mm-hmm. um, people who are doing much better than me so right. that I can still be basically learning to solidify my foundation 
And then mm. once my foundation is is laid and is made, then at that point, now, oh, I got a partner that I think would be good for accounting. Okay, bet. I got, you know, a homegirl that, you know, is good at um, uh, fixing roofs. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know why roof was the example. But, yeah, okay, I'm using her to fix that roof. Um, so, yeah, but... Do you think we jumped the gun? That's the thing. Like, I think sometimes that's a, that's a pretty valid point. I, I like that you said that because it's actually pretty true. Like, I think we, we tend to jump the gun on things like we've like, we just got an LLC and we think <laughs> an LLC does not mean that you got a, a functioning running business. It just means that you registered your business yeah. with the state and with the country. So that's, LLC, other than that, it don't mean nothing. LLC, we going to see. Like, like <laughs> what you going to see? Okay. So. Like what? What? What good does an LLC do in general? Nothing. <laughs> okay, so if an LLC don't do nothing, then what good is a DBA? It's that's even worse. Extra nothing. Yeah, like nothing senior, huh? All right. Well, you crazy, but nah, I feel you. Nah, that, that, that's true though. That's true. That's right. Like a lot of people be excited about the LLC. See, and that that be a part of the problem. This is why we be so eager to try to help others at the most critical moments when we really should be helping ourselves is mm -hmm. because we just real excited. Exactly. I'm so excited to have this LLC and this LLC should mean um, I'm fixing to start me a business that's going to be successful or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, treats by Toya or something. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> what? <laughs> treats by Toya. Like you put oh. some like strawberry chocolate, <laughs> you put some chocolate covered strawberries and you, and you sell them on Instagram. But like, on uh you know valentine's season or whatever and now you think you have a whole full functioning yeah, running business, business. you yeah. done change you take you done taken your personal ig page changed your name like you know made it all and it's like dude no like there's so much more thought that needs to come into a business a business plan per se like how are you gonna get people to fund you and like help there's so many things but i think a lot of it is just lack of education <laughs> and lack of resources <laughs> man dog, that's crazy because it, it basically make me think of like I know, I know so many people that are uh current um business owners llc holders sure <laughs> and um and it's interesting because they try to talk like like they know kind of like we'll just call it like the the, the business owner lingo, lingo so to speak <laughs> It's like they try to talk like they know some lingo. KPIs and and the, what, talk, man, yeah, what are you talking the, about? Yeah, SEO, yeah, I mean, all kind of whatever. CEO, CMO, CTO. <laughs> so like they try to they try to have somewhat of like the the business owner kind of lingo or whatever. And to me, at this point in the game, that really it, that can be a telltale sign. Like ah, you might not be mm, because like legit business owners that i know in this day and age right now like they, they don't talk like that they talk oh. very regular and just kind of you know just yeah. just just regular like they they don't talk like they're trying to impress you or or, right. or trying to really like convince you <laughs> convince yeah, you yeah. or something but uh but that's the privilege that we have of being in the game and, and you know we, we gonna tell on ourselves a little bit real quick because you know i don't want you to think that i'm just making fun of people that get excited about getting an loc because we were know. getting excited well okay she gonna try to throw me under the bus she she called it telling on herself but she really <laughs> finna try to tell on me like no i cool. wasn't i wasn't even gonna tell that story but anyway i wasn't even gonna tell that story 
first of all, all right, well now right, okay. I didn't, we didn't even have time to get the business off the ground really. So all I could do was be excited about the LLC only. So when I met this, <laughs> when I met this fool. <laughs> We were first started dating and, you know, he was working in insurance. I was working in apartments. We were two regular, like we were just working our regular jobs, right? But, yeah. we've, but we've always had big dreams. We've always uh, wanted to do things. <laughs> and I remember we were sitting in the apartments that we lived at. Well, I, I just worked at those apartments. I didn't live there yet, but I was like hanging out at your place. And you lived like your apartment had that thing that your balcony backed into that courtyard that had the fireplace or whatever. So we're sitting at the fireplace yeah. and we're just chilling feet kicked up and he's like yeah man yeah i got my llc we gonna be good and in my mind i was like why does he think like i wonder what he got going on he got an llc he's so excited and the more i'm like hanging out with him and i'm seeing like you know what they're doing and it's like him and a few friends that take out this llc for like what wholesale wholesaling and, and real estate and it's funny now you know to look back because you know we've built a whole house now in real estate we've become real estate developers which is a kind of a full circle moment but and it's, and it's real funny because <laughs> we really was on to a real good idea because now I know a bunch of folks, bunch of folks that that took out we'll say took out LLCs mm -hmm. to start a wholesaling business and turned it into something bigger than just just wholesaling just right. as is like they offer multiple services and I think me and my partners we we was on our way we just didn't have time but well you had <laughs> uh, we was on our way to that and they just kind of because we didn't stick with it. They beat us to the punch. Now they making they making some good money. Yeah, and but now, but you know, and I, I think that God does everything for a reason because again, like I said, full he circle, used you to talk us out of having an LS man. No, he did All not right. use me for none of that. But in a full circle moment, we have been able to, you know, now we have wholesalers reaching out to us like, hey, are you guys looking for properties to buy? Yeah. We're no longer, you know, starting at wholesaling because wholesaling is one of the the things that you can do to start in real estate because right, right. it doesn't take much of like capital and stuff um it's just really, Any, really. Not, it just not, takes the gift of gab really yeah, like pretty much and some connections like being a people person if anybody really uh interested in like wholesaling to be a starting point for real estate you know not to make it sound no type of way or nothing but like you really can make some really good money absolutely and if and if you're listening out there and if you watch us and you really want to like get into it and you don't know how to get funding or anything like that we got you on that as well um we'll have it linked somewhere in our bio the same people that took a chance on us uh texas funding Solutions. shout out to texas funding solutions insert the uh applause noise yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Texas Funding Solutions. Yes. Anybody looking to get into real estate, especially if you're in the state of Texas, yes. anywhere from Orange to Dallas to El Paso to the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we can, we can, we yeah, can get you taken care they'll of. They'll get you that funding. And, and they, you know, they took a chance on us whenever we didn't have a lot of projects underneath our belt. We just had a, like maybe one house under our belt that we had flipped and like a few properties like commercial and stuff like yeah. that. But but the anyway. First, the, we had the first house in South Dallas with a football field. Okay, y'all. <laughs> Just for that, I'm gonna insert nah, a picture. No, bro, don't do that. Don't do I'm that. I'm gonna bro, insert a picture. That. He was so hell bent. I was hell bent on saving money, and that the turf that I you got, wanted turf. You I wanted, wanted turf. turf, but and that was the cheapest turf. I didn't realize they was gonna have football the, lines. The Dallas Carter Mustangs in the middle of the. He goes. He, he's talking to the, the guy. He's talking to the guy, and the guy's like. Uh, yeah, I have turf. This one is this price, and then this one is much cheaper, but it's going to have like some football lines on it. And he's like, oh, that's all good. It shouldn't be a big deal. Mind you, the property that we had had a ginormous backyard and a good, decent-sized front yard. And Lily Beth, if you're watching or listening, you know what we're talking about. That's our realtor. And... 
when I tell you that they start, he pulls up with like, you know, our workers and stuff with the crew and they start rolling out this, <laughs> they start rolling out this uh, turf and I'm looking at him. There's lines Them everywhere. Them boys had hash, hash marks, everything. I'm thinking he just meant straight lines. Nah, it's lines all over the place. All kinds of stuff. They, they had, a th- we was on the 30 yard line actually next to the mailbox. They That's done crazy. took this stuff off a of football field straight on to South Dallas. But anyway, um. I wasn't even going to tell none of that story. I wasn't even going to put throw you under the bus. I was more going to talk about the things that we've taken out like ourselves. Like we've taken out multiple LLCs. We had like we mentioned in a previous episode, a trash valet company. You know, we've taken out other LLCs for um, I took out an LLC years ago called like Silverport Puerto Plata for, you know, Dominican Republic. Um management services yeah like, I don't what, even, what was you gonna be doing with that I, Just do, out of I don't freaking remember what i was trying to do but i remember the name and they sent me like legal zoom sent me like a a big old packet with like a folder and like a binder like i was g- gonna be doing all this serious oh, business yeah, yeah. No. and i don't know what huh. i was thinking but she thought that llc was magic exactly that's why she was trying to uh, get on me so hard no because i learned my lesson i knew that me taking an llc i paid like six seven hundred bucks from legalzoom legalzoom is pretty expensive especially if you get all the things that they they're like oh it's only 2.99 to start your llc and then as you're like paying they're like do you want to add this hey do you want a registered agent hey do you want you know I, i never i never quite understood that about you like i never really thought you was that person and then i literally figured out you was that person what is that person Right, you literally buy. Listen, if I send you to buy this two ninety nine package, it should not come out to six hundred. Well, sometimes. <laughs> hey, do you want some tamales with that package? You don't even need tamales. I will pay for convenience every single time, and that's my issue. That's my problem because if if LegalZoom is telling me, hey, don't forget, you don't need to keep up with this these reports, and I'm over here, I don't want to be thinking about random reports throughout the year. If they can go ahead and do the thing and file whatever they need to file for me, I will pay that extra one ninety nine. You talking about for the extra? Uh all that extra money that I that like I had the, done look, like insurances and all that. But, okay, well, why the tamales? I don't know because nah, I'd be hungry. <laughs> But but you know you can get excited about LOCs and everything else. But if you don't have a plan, all that to say, a lot of those LOCs didn't end up working out. Why? Because there wasn't no plan. There wasn't a a a true belief in doing the thing. Normally we get excited because we're gonna make some money, and it's like that's cool. Making money is great. But like I really do believe when you have a passion behind something. It just works out all the more, the better. Like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like um, yeah, you you definitely have to look. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. (laughs) You were telling me that story, but I didn't cut you off a bajillion times. I'm trying to tell you. I wasn't gonna say nothing. My bad. My bad. But uh, but yeah, yeah. A lot of people go into into things thinking that they can just kind of just jump into it, and they they never properly plan. They never sit down and have any type of real strategy or tact about them. So they go into something and then things that they didn't expect bust them upside their head a couple of times. You know, they pull a Crawford on them real quick. And um, now all of a sudden they sink because they weren't prepared. You got you got you got blindsided because you didn't do your due diligence of research beforehand you, you know to really set yourself up for like the best possible outcome really but um but going back to your very first question uh have i ever been in a situation where it basic i basically got burned for for trying to help somebody in in the beginning stages of something that i was doing 
Absolutely. And over the course of 12 months, it probably costs upwards of, I know, at least probably, probably by 30. Yeah, I was going to say at least 20 to 30,000 for sure. Easily, for sure, for sure. Like, shoot, one month, you know, dished out like six here, you know, four, 45 here, two months, you know, so yeah. Right. But, um, but yeah, man. Yeah, man, people people be acting crazy. Like, you know, you try to give them opportunity. Now again, I said that it it was it was on me. It was my fault. I should have done um better in the beginning. However, I'm still get to the story. So yeah, people be acting crazy, man. Like <laughs> man, like we had this one situation where we got a bid to uh to do some contracting work for um a potential client and so i pull a partner in and i'm like say i can bring you in on this deal that we got from a client that we have and we can work together we'll provide the materials like etc everything you just bring your expertise and so long story short this is how my people do and see, if this was just an isolated incident, you know, I could have did like Jay-Z and I could have brushed it off my show. But like, man, like my people keep doing stuff like this. So anyway, remember, our potential client, our potential contract, our materials, our resources, we front money, like, et cetera. They just bring themselves and whatever skills they come with. So I'm like, hey, um, we scope out the job and... And I'm all about doing fair business. And so we scoped the job out and um, the the potential client needed a um, an estimate. So I said, OK, cool. Let me get the estimate to you. So I reach out to buddy. We uh we, we step aside. We kind of go chop some numbers. So I'm like, OK, so as far as like the split, what do you think the split should be? <laughs> they say, oh, shoot. Percentage wise, percentage wise. Oh, OK. It's split. They say, I'll, I'll be cool. They say, I'll be cool with a 70-30 split. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, they really see eye to eye. And they was like, yeah, I'm the 70, y'all the 30. Oh, what? <laughs> Hold uh, on, wait a minute. Our choked. potential. <laughs> we, were, we were out eating and I said. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said, you crazy? this fool is crazy. Bro, like, our client, our resources, our bid, like our like you're everything. basically an employee like you and we're not even treating you as such like we we have you at the table we're breaking bread with you like we're literally asking you like hey like what do you think because you're the one we're asking you because we're we're bringing you on because you have the expertise you know how to do the manual labor stuff we, and, one we, more, and one more thing now we got at the time probably two more people that has this same expertise literally this is just a partner we was so, trying to put somebody. We was trying, trying to, to somebody bring somebody on. up with us, like literally. And it, I was just totally shocked, flabbergasted, even, even to the point where you know, even using our vehicles, like using our trucks. I mean, everything. It's like y'all are tripping. Like that's the thing when you you give them an inch and they want to take a mile, and then they want to act like they're they're just because they're bringing an expertise or something, uh, one thing, and you're literally bringing the other nine things out of the ten, and they think that their thing is more valuable. But it's like without this without this opportunity, you, you get zero. You wouldn't Nothing. be able to do your expertise. You wouldn't even be in this place that we at like literally they got people at the front you got to check in yeah sir you in the wrong place get out get, get out of here exactly i didn't show my 
<laughs> and that's another thing too like i feel like also on top of that like with bringing people with bringing people on it's like also trying to get people that it's better to get people that are already trying to do something like whenever you see them trying you see them doing and it's always the people that are never doing anything already. They're just kind of like just lollygagging through life and just man. doing whatever. And we see them and we're like, man, you oh, know what? I feel what? so bad for them, man. Man, that's my pot, man. We used to. Yeah, we used to do this. And was like, we used to go to school. Or we used to do this. Now I want to give this this person a chance. Not saying that not everybody is worthy of a chance, even if like, or worthy of a chance, even if they're like not doing anything at the time. But I think it's it always works out all the more better. Like I've had, I have been humbled and I have reached out like I was reaching out to an agency one time before I started, like I really started getting into like content creation and being a full-time influencer or whatever. I had reached out to this um, agency, um, Kensington Gray, and they're huge right now. Um, I'm still looking at you, Kensington Gray. She name Gray. dropped them. I sh- oh, we weren't supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing. <laughs> no, it's cool. I ain't telling nothing. No, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. So like Kensington Gray, they're a really big um, agency for content creators, black content creators and creators of color in particular and i remember i had had maybe like i don't know maybe like eighty thousand or a hundred thousand like uh followers on tiktok but i had maybe like 10 on instagram and this was before tiktok was really being taken really seriously and i had reached out and they were like ah yeah you really need to have like at least like a hundred thousand that's kind of like what we're looking for because you know they're they were um an agency that was trying to elevate and trying to like have really hard-hitting creators so i don't blame them for that like that's just the game so i could have gone to a smaller agency which i ended up doing but they basically told me come back when you're you know when you're at this level and i can respect that because they would rather take on people that are serious about what they're doing like you can't always control algorithms. You can't control how many people follow you. But if you keep You can at control it, that effort, though. You can control the effort. And if people yeah. see you and then, like, you know, eventually, you know, now I have half a million followers on TikTok and I have 33,000 on, on Instagram. And I'm not sure if I still fit the bill for them or not or whatever. But I know that I had to keep going. And then as I kept going, I had another agency reach out to me. And they're like, hey, like, we would love to um to manage you and it was tristan and i was like hey let's let's do it and i've been with tristan ever since but even with that smaller agency though sorry not to cut you off while i'm cutting off even with that smaller <laughs> agency though within a year's time i mean you still brought in six figures though hey i sure did so, I mean, and and you know we we've been focusing on, on on growing more and even like us our content together because one thing people don't know about like just content creation in general like if you have a partner, if you're married, if you have a dog, you know how many t- different ways that you can like create content. We can like make Judah his own dog page and make money. Yeah. We could do couples content and make more money. There's always ways to grow. So if you're serious about your your stuff, be serious. And like the people that are looking for those people that are putting in the effort, those are the people that are gonna gravitate towards you and grab you and try to do that. You know, extending of the hand. But the people that I oh. You know how many people DM me? Can can you just help me be a content creator? I want to be like you. No, no, I'm just joking. Meanwhile, they keep deleting their page every three days. They keep deleting all their content. They keep disappearing for months at a time. It's like you have to be consistent. And back in the day, that mis that mysterious thing trend or whatever you want to call it that uh you know that's how people 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 feel like that's what celebrities did. Oh, they they don't post all the time. They don't yeah. follow but eight people. Be honest, she follow nobody. Yeah, I'm gonna be and, like that. And they thought a, that was cool. And, yeah, and, and they could get you like deals or something. I guess. 
I think it just is like the whole like mysterious like oh like I'm just gonna post every once in a while because I'm out in the world actually living or whatever. And I hear you. That don't work no more. You Not actually for have brands. heck no. Nah, you got to nah. be consistent. Yeah. And that just goes back to what we we're talking about. Like brands only want to work with people that are consistent that they see that are doing the work. We want to work with people and collaborate with people and bring people up that are already doing the work. Yeah, for sure. Period. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seemed like that um, things generally tend to work out the best when you do it that way like because because at the end of the day like let's just say okay we starting up a we starting up a business we're not starting a large business we're generally starting a small business right okay cool so we got a small business going so at the beginnings of like a small business um it it takes a whole lot of effort in a lot of different areas uh, depending on you know what the business is but generally any small business is going to take a lot of effort in a lot of different areas. You learning things that you don't know, you learning things that aren't necessarily your expertise. So like, let's say, you know, the the bulk or the, the core of the business is your expertise, but all the other things that it takes place that that needs to take place to run the business successfully, those may not be your expertise. It's definitely good to work with somebody else who also has like a small business as well. So that way, let's say, okay, well, my expertise is this, your expertise is that, you know, now when we start collaborating, Mm, that's the word. First off, it seems like it takes people who are actually serious about starting a business. It seems like it takes people like that in order for a collaboration to really work like there's extreme power in collaborating especially now in an ideal situation um it, i mean it would be amazing if you know i could collaborate with a lot of my people you yeah. know what i'm saying like if they all had something going on you know um let's say they all had small businesses in different realms or whatever and and we could all work together and like balance each other and work each other out because now you know us in uh small parts we make one big hole right and everybody could eat everybody could benefit but it's like no nah, man i want to make the most money oh man no nah, man this i want to get the shine or, or why so and so get to play that part and i can't play yeah people people get greedy man. and that's another thing too like people say that they want to collaborate but once they get into that collaboration they realize that again they either deal with with certain certain things of like jealousy or envy or like oh they they want they really want the shine or they want like they don't want to like share the actual like once everything is done and everyone collaborates and everyone does everything they're going to do and the thing just comes to life then that one person wants to be like oh i did all this i created all this they like start leaving people behind or Mm -hmm. they don't pay people what they're worth or they're like you know that they just start being all try to do shady business try to you know undercut and all of that and thinking that they won't get fun man and that's happened to us and we say it because it's happened like i mean you also got like um that's that's assuming that the business turns into something i mean there's also uh, situations where you could collaborate with people and you see that their work ethic sucks mm-hmm. like they're just trash like with timeliness uh they can't get stuff you know done on time or correctly or whatever or they just work sloppy uh so maybe maybe you could actually get it done but they just so sloppy with it that it's like man mm-hmm. i would much rather a cleaner presentation a cleaner work situation or whatever than than this so you know what i'm saying or like whenever we we've done collaborative works that 
we're the ones that have less knowledge of the thing and we're relying on these people to guide us or teach us or or put us on or whatever and they're just kind of you know going to the beat of their own drum not really paying and we're just like staying behind and not really knowing what's going on and one thing that i know we both hate especially as a unit but uh, uh, separately as well we hate to be at the mercy of uh-huh. other people uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh my goodness yeah buddy yeah. i know you hate that the most like man. just being at the mercy of other people Ooh. nah because people people ain't go man look i understand as the days go by i understand more and more when people say like man ain't nobody else gonna take care of your stuff like you will mm-hmm. oh my goodness Ain't nobody going to take care of your stuff as good as you, whether it's you, anything. And like having to learn that firsthand, being at the mercy of other folks, that that's a that's that's a humbling experience for sure. Shoot, we going to I'm going to say one more story real quick before we, before we take off, because I really like this was something that cost us so much money. Are we going to talk about it? About how much money? $27,846.79 worth of money out of pocket? Yes. Bruh. Do you want to tell the story? I'll tell the story. (laughs) Carelessness, dog. Like, so another reason why you kind of have to like watch the, the, man, (laughs) watch the people that you work with, dog, especially when you're trying to go into like collaborations or partnerships of any kind especially if you're in a field that let's say you have interest in and you're trying to grow in and you know gain more knowledge etc um you just you just you just have to be a student at all times and be willing to learn things on your own independently while also learning collectively like with the person or people or or, or whoever like in real time um because you got to stay sharp because you have to watch everything. So anyway, uh, long story short, the situation was we was building a house and we hired out some contractors to um, to assist with the project. And what ended up happening was one of the people in the group. Um, I would say it was multiple people that, that were at fault. Let, let me interject real quick so it doesn't because because I feel like this was something in this whole collaboration. We knew less about what we were about to jump into it was the very first house that we were going to build right so new yeah yeah brand new we've done other stuff but this was the first new build so we had never really worked with like budgets like how much thing costs or whatever well we work with budgets but not that type of budget because it's a it's a huge difference between building new and just remodeling a house like for sure because you're going to have budgets on both right, right, right. regardless but that's anyway. true that's true so just like a budget for we had never seen these numbers before we didn't know how much these things generally cost because again it was our first time so between the uh, contractors between lenders between broker we had multiple people all looking at one document and nobody nobody thought to to just even stop and look there was one line item that was very important bruh not even the underwriter now again an underwriter is somebody that's going to examine the document before they approve or deny and they basically go over 
whatever document you have that an underwriter is going over and they're going to essentially make sure that nothing critical is missing. Yes. <laughs> so the underwriter. So first of all, they they told us y'all bring the budget. So we bring the budget. Mind you, we didn't write the budget because this was the first time. So it was the contractors brought a budget in. Then they're the other people, the brokerage and the underwriting and the lender. They're all supposed to look at the budget, make sure that everything is accounted for, that everything makes sense, that we are counting the cost, that every single thing that we are going to spend is going to go into the house and it's going to, you know, whatever is going to work out. Nobody thought to think that there was a line item that was literally zero. There was no money amount. There was no number, no nothing on the line item for roof. And like, what does a house need? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen too many people living in pergolas. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, um, but yeah, yeah, that and that was a critical line item. Now, in any circumstance where you're going to have to basically install a roof for the first time or even repair a roof or replace or whatever, um, th that's, that, that's crucial in general. And if it's not accounted for even to the smallest degree, like the cheapest roof that you can get, like that's still a lot of money to just be coming out of pocket right. in any circumstance. Now, this circumstance here, it was a little different because it wasn't just a regular roof. Uh -huh. It was a TPO roof for oh those who gosh. don't know what a TPO roof is. That's a commercial grade roof that's generally put on and it's flat. flat surfaces like tall skyscraper like buildings commercial buildings not basically really. it's all commercial so um not only was it a tpo roof but um <laughs> with the with i'm i ain't gonna uh, shout out to the architect <laughs> yeah that, that shout out to her listen tomorrow around 4 30 do me a favor it's some traffic uh i want you to stop i'm just joking <laughs> so listen um with this roof the the interesting part is it was TPO, so it was a commercial grade roof. So commercial is always going to be more expensive than residential for one. And on top of that, um, the, the the house, the way that the final design came out, it had three levels of roof that was going to have to be accounted for. So, yeah, so that that was a headache in and of itself. Um, because also another thing to mention that was that the materials at the time that we were building this particular Sky house, high. yeah, the materials was like crazy high. That like, was like 2021 back, yeah. back when well, 20, no, early 2022 when we bought all the materials and yeah, that's 20, when, yeah, 20, when everything was like sky high, like lumber went from $5 to $15 for like the same amount that you could get. And all kinds of metals and everything else was super, super expensive. So not only that's another thing. Too, yeah, like I was about to say, like as far as that budget is concerned, yeah, that was that was a huge mistake. Also, so like this project uh, was projected to let's just say start in April, and so the budget needs to be good and ready to go by April. Well, the initial budget that was made, we made it the November prior, and this was one of the contractors that we that we hired to make this budget and nobody thought to update this and get for some reason like now cost of material regardless of the inflation like shooting through the roof at at the rate that it was at the time like the cost of materials can change every 30 days so it's definitely likely to change within like five months for sure mm -hmm. so the first big mistake was not updating the budget right um and, was, and <laughs> that person was just like oh no 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 it's good 
Right. So we were over budget on several areas mm-hmm. in general. So we already coming out of pocket. Like the lumber, we was we went over budget lumber like fifteen k, fifteen thousand. Yeah. So we already like. But Dang. we had like re- we had moved around. We had rearranged the budget to to make up for that as but much as we could. As we were still we, over on several areas. But had we just done that, and that would have been it. That would have been that would have been something to to bite and whatever. Yeah, because most that happened to most people. But then the roof when that whenever we and then we didn't figure out the roof until ha- like by the time we got to. It was time to put on the roof on the house. So like the framing was up, the walls, everything was up. And now it was time to close it. This was the last thing that we needed to pass an inspection to be totally what they call closed in. And then that's when we, we, that was the bridge that you, that you, that you get to it. Or that's the bridge that you come to when you get to it or whatever they call it. Like that was our big bridge in that situation. And we had to dish out $27,000 from our own pockets and in the long run, it ended up eating at our profits, like way more than it ever should have. It never should have. It should have been a budget. It should have been inside of the budget. And that's the issue whenever you don't, when you collaborate and you're at the mercy of other people and you have no idea, like, and, and then nobody wants to take the fall either. Like the architect didn't want to take a fall for things that she left out and the mistakes that she made. Um, you know, the contractors didn't want to take faults in anything. Uh, the the underwriters didn't want to take faults. Broker didn't want to take a fault. Yeah, nobody. we couldn't readjust the budget in real time. Like because, hey, lending company, like, you know, we need a roof. Like, right. come on, bro. Right. You know. But. And on top of the fact, they're like, oh, well, your loan is only six months. And I'm like, well. Can, like you you guys only gave us six months oh y'all could have chosen 12 nobody told us this so it's like it's just a lot of things that you don't know when you don't know it and there's it's no one's fault that you don't know it it's just it's up to you to like do the research and find out or and ask the questions that you don't think about how do you do that I, exactly you can't do that because you don't know until you get to the situation and you're like wow unless you do really like diligent research and you'll start to discover like as you're researching okay well how to do this or that or the third um and you'll start kind of like piecing things together and finding out mistakes other people have made like if you're literally doing your due diligence one of the other issues underlying issues with that project as well was trying to both learn as well as dish responsibility off so the whole idea was like "Mm, we're just gonna you know contract you know these folks out and we're gonna push that responsibility over there and we can focus on other things that was on us yeah that that was definitely on us that was on us that's another thing whenever you try to like outsource everything you have to be really careful about outsourcing outsourcing does not mean that you are no longer managing a situation like we stopped managing the situation because we thought it was taken care of Mm. when in reality Mm. (laughs) yeah it was taken care of taking care of us yeah exactly (laughs) and and by the time that it was time to do whatever we could do like there was nothing that could be done we just kind of had to eat it we had to take that one to the chin like for real for real but we learned a lot from that situation we prayed a lot through that situation we you know had to make a lot of calls and move things around and and max out credit cards and do all kinds of stuff just to make it happen to get out of that deal yeah because because we weren't really just prepared to like have first off Another thing, doing your due diligence I don't even know y'all probably could care less about building a house or, or whatever the case may be however uh, in this, for those who may be interested, actually, um, with a lot of different lending companies, whenever you're um, taking on a house project, you you have what's called draws. And so 
generally speaking, what what should happen is like when we're doing um, like if we're doing a, a rehab project, I can do estimates like let's say, OK, it's going to cost me five thousand dollars to get new floors done. Well, I'm going to ask for eight thousand dollars and they'll approve my eight. Well, it may only really cost me in reality four thousand to get the floors done. And so with uh, certain types of draws, they'll give you what you ask for. So I asked for eight. They gave me eight. It only cost me four. So now I have four left over. So now I can take that leftover money and I can roll it towards the next portion of the project. Yeah. Well, this particular type of loan, which <laughs> was a new lending company, et cetera. They wasn't doing none of that. None of that. There was no. They were like, give us receipts. It was $999.83. That's exactly what we're going to give you. They didn't give us nothing to yeah. float. No way. <clears throat> so that means if if you literally budgeted for it, if something was going to cost you 10000 and it really cost you 12000 like yeah you really spent that 12 to do your thing and they only gonna give you back the 10 that they approved you for like right they're not giving you no extra nothing like nothing extra and if you under let's say you estimated something was gonna cost seven thousand and you really only spent six <laughs> it don't matter like it, it's just crazy <laughs> they like, gonna give you the six <laughs> they're not gonna give you the seven That's we crazy. just we just couldn't win like we literally couldn't win we couldn't like we hear all these stories about oh yeah you know you finesse the game this way and and not even finessing the game but like you work the game at the end of the day if like we had a three hundred thousand dollar loan which was what we had um and and you can use it whichever way it would have been easier if they would have just gave us the lump sum and we could have just figured out how to move around and do it but they weren't it was draws it was penny pinching it was so much rigid there was nothing no leeway for us to like figure it out and it was to do it in six months yeah we and the contractors that we were working with really didn't really actually get started for real to like month three so now we got to get overage costs. And we had to pay for extensions. Oh, we paid for uh, two extensions. And, and to be honest, like our lending company, they were pretty understanding because they dropped the ball on a few things. And we went, well, hey, y'all dropped the ball on this. Can y'all at least work with us on like extending us another whatever? And they, they did. But they're not extending you for free. It was a 1% every single time that we had to extend. So, oh, it's only 1%, right, of 300000 <laughs> Which right. is like around $3,000 every single time. So at, every single time 37. we do that, that eats up at our profit that we're supposed to get at the end so all in all more stuff happened that we can get into if y'all are interested but at the end of the day everybody can come and this is the reason why because when you find when you get yourself in these collaborations and, and you and you happen to be the person that doesn't have all the knowledge and you don't count the cost because you don't know the questions to ask because you don't know what you don't know you end up in these situations at the end of the day um it's all lessons learned uh, it ain't no real love loss uh, you just kind of have to go through the trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship and 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 just learning the game, you know, whatever game you playing for whatever category with a business or whatever the case may be. Um, and that's why everybody can come. Yeah, and I guess that is why everybody can come. <laughs> so to next time. Hey, listen, be kind, show love, be gracious. And we at peace. peace.